It's that time again. Time for your more than jibber jabber podcast. Let's go. With your hosts, JJ. What's up, man? Christine. Go, girl. JD and Shama. Hi, fellas. Spreading knowledge to help overcome the fears of our time. Yeah, these guys really know what they're talking about, so listen, y'all. It's time to start the podcast. Fasten your seatbelts, folks. You're listening to More Than Jibber Jabber. Welcome, everyone, to episode 91 of More Than Jibber Jabber. This week, we had a little bit of a snafu in recording. We lost about 10 minutes of the recording this week. We pick up with Sean and his take on things. Enjoy the show. I know I've used that word three times now in five minutes, but it is profound. And you would not believe, in a way, it's kind of comforting. Because you kind of set yourself up for something greater than you. And you know it. It's not some kind of... It's like you know you're doing the right thing. And it's not conventional either. But the reason I bring it up like that is because of the incredible amount of liability there are in the words and the things you write. These court documents people are writing, they're being construed as paper terrorism because they're combative, they're ignorant, they are wordy, they are all over the map in jurisdiction and meaning and understanding, and it just looks, I can under, I get from the court's perspective how crazy it looks and how, I mean, just, just the letters that I, it was similar to the letters that were being written from that one dude, I ain't going to say his name, that JD sent me to look at that he was writing in the group. It's like all just, just, just anger and all over the map. And that puts you in a different position than, hey, I'm here to settle the controversy. If there's a controversy, that's what I'm here to settle. If there isn't one, then I don't know why I'm here. Like, we may not be going over court documents, guys, but we are going over court. I promise you, when you go into the courtroom, you have got to be wired tight because there is a tremendous amount of pressure there. But you have to know why and what you're believing in. And the reality is natural law, again, I'll address that, means you have the right to fail. But I do think due diligence is a wise thing to do, especially for yourself, if not for everybody around you. It's important what we put on paper because then we have to present those to the court, right, if we have to go there. And that means in your everyday life as well. I mean, we're so, we try to be careful there too, you know. But when you have people, you're trying to explain to them basic things like, you know, they'll be so strong on Torah, but then you explain to them what the word attorney means, and they'll still go get an attorney. There's some kind of disconnect there. You get it? Yep. <clears throat> Again, Glenn Beck and all of them constantly talk about sacred and holy the United States is and how the Constitution is a God-inspired document. What is? What are they doing? I'll tell you what they're doing. They're worshiping their God. That's what you're going to, to worship something is to... If somebody doesn't care, look that up real quick in Westers. We'll read the exact thing, but it's almost like a... What is it we're looking up? Homage. All right. Actually, I wanted to look up like three words. 
So now I'm looking up one word. I'm not sure if that's the word I've told somebody else to look up. All right. I don't homage. I have up. What they're doing is they're paying. It's a, It's like, so Glenn, in my opinion, just by the way he talks, whether he really does it in his real life or not, on the show, he is constantly melding the United States government and God, a God together. Like he always uses generality of God. So what he's doing is he's fighting the battle that he thinks is the holy just battle, if he believes that stuff for real or not. It's not just a TV show. But he's using the law of his God, isn't he? Yep. So that's why he, the Bill of Rights, no matter, look, we could show him a hundred times. That one minute video JJ put together won't matter because you, it's just like when you walk up and tell somebody when you pledge allegiance to the flag, you're bending your knee to an idol. Dude, don't say that in any church any here. I don't think that's going to go over well. That's the kind of disconnect. When they see their life, that is God to them. And that's why it's so hard to separate people from that, even, even in yourself, because that is all one thing to you. All of those wants, all those peaceful things, all those tangible things, all those beliefs, all those laws, all the comforts, all the securities, all the traditions, all the holy days, are all wrapped up into that one thing manifest in your mind, right? So if that is your God, that is what you're going to follow. It's going to be hard to pull you out of it because it's no different than asking somebody who claims to be a Christian to spit at the cross of Christ. It's no different. You're telling them, hey, Jesus ain't real. How many people you think are gonna, that are in the Christian community are going to just go, wow, I had no idea. They are literally worshiping a belief system. It's a cult. It's a culture. And I can't help but think about the obvious things, like just the way they act and everything they do and the way they write it and the way they go about it. It's so clear to me which which deity they hate. They do everything they can to mock the face of Christ, the whole thing. And, the you know, Satan comes disguised as an angel of light. Like they're going to wrap the lie in the truth. And it's so deceptive and it's so thorough. And if you don't know how to navigate that because you're busy thinking, oh, you're trying to navigate it with their system of law, their God and their rulings, you're not you're going to fail because that is not the truth. It's not the truth. It's a fiction. The whole thing's a fiction in law. We know what that's a representative government is a fiction in law. It is in the law books, man. It is a lie wrapped in an enigma inside of a riddle. So when you go to court and you start throwing all these things at the judge, guess what? They know you don't know. It's not so much even that they run over you. It's that they just move past you. They just politely go past you. Now, this is the point that I wanted to get at with the, the addendum part. Like, there's a point where you go in there and you do everything correctly and you've done no wrong. And they just don't give a shit. And they just run over law and due process and they don't care. That's a different type of evil, isn't it? Yeah. Once they're aware, once they know, once they know you know, once you act in honor, once you act in the way you're supposed to and you stand the way you're supposed to, if they just don't give a crap then, shame on them. That's a different that's a different thing. But I think that we have some type of duty and responsibility to do our best to go in there in the correct way, just like we have a duty every day to everybody to try to act in the correct way. I don't see any difference in those courts. They're making them different like that. But what what other choice do we have, really? 
as scary as it is, as dramatic as it is, as dangerous as it is, you don't know until you're tested. So these documents people are writing about the SESTQ Trust and all those things and the benefits. And like we got some other document I was supposed to send Alan. It's about a CPS thing. It's probably five pages. It's like, holy crap. I mean, do you honestly think anybody's going to read it? A, and if you're just throwing all in threats, man, they don't. They're obviously not scared of you. They came to your house. I see people posting all the time about how unlawful the system is and how they get run over and all this. But I see some of the stuff that they write. Otherwise, you know, in regards to the paperwork or hints at the at the type of paperwork that they do file. And it's like they've been posting the same stuff for for years now about how upset they are that they can't get any justice and nobody listens to them at the courts and blah, blah, blah. Well, we talk about consent, right, and liability, but I guess the point I'm getting to if losing you, Sean, doesn't know <clears throat> what lost you for like half a second. I hear him. Might might be my connection. Then sorry. Is this thing on? Yeah. Yes. What was I saying? Uh, the liability and consent. Oh, all right. So consent and liability. But listen, if if these people. If you say, look, you don't have to have a driver's license to go to Ingalls, you tell that to the normal people and they think you're out of your mind. Why? Because their God said you did. They don't even know they can say no. Like they scream a representative, like we're a, a republic, a republic. It's a representative government. Yet they don't understand that at all. Not even in the documents. They go, they make billboards about them. The Declaration of the Constitution says right in there. Uh, they derive their just powers from the consent of the governor. It's like they don't even take the time to read it. And God forbid you use the English language with them. That's because there's a belief system that's overpowering that. So before you can even convince people they can consent or that they're liable for the things they say, you have to get them to understand that you have to get them to understand that they either have a they don't have consent when they're under their authority. They have a duty. So, like, it doesn't even make sense to me, but it does show what God they're serving. And that's why they can't get away from it. And that's why it's so hard to change people's minds, because they've built their whole life around that belief. But guess who else knows that belief when you go to court? The judge does. So they just sidestep you. And and the problem is it's really easy to get pulled off of step one and two and get pulled into three and four. Hell, you can pull you into six before you realize you're on five. It's just a dangerous game. I mean, they're really good at it. And that's why you have to be able to know some basic things to keep pulling you back to square one. Because as long as you don't understand, man, and I'm tired of all this stand under and all this crap, look, either you get it or you don't. You're not an attorney. All you know is you require this, this, and this. This is what you, who you are, what you're doing there. Can I help you? And there's either a case under due process where there's a victim and there's actual harm, injury, or loss, or there's not. And somebody's willing to take the stand and ver verify that they are the man, woman that suffered that harm or, or uh, obtained that harm or not. And if not, then there's some administrative mess you've gotten into, whether it's your fault or not. Then you have to decide, okay, when did I do this? What did I know then? And how am I going to handle it? And then you can either move it to the law side or you can go over and deal with it in the administrative side, end it, call it a day, and never do it again. And then there's the other things like 
the driver's license and those things you get pulled over every day. Like if you start down the road, understand all of these things I've just said are true. You're going to have to know how to handle yourself. You got to know why you believe that way. How are you going to deal with it after you're not using that driver's license or this or that or that anymore? And whose fault is it if you do? Are you going to continue to get mad? Or you can, I mean, like, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. And this is the same kind of game. It's the same stuff the judge is going to do. He's going to ask you questions. They're going to they're going to lead you. They're going to see if you follow them. They're going to see what you really believe and why you believe it. And if you're going to stand on it when you do. And it's and it's hard to do. But we say the same thing over and over and over. I know it sounds like a broken record, but obviously there isn't a lot of people getting it because, you know, things aren't changing as fast as they could. If people just realize they could quit pointing the finger at everybody else, that was, oh, man, I was trying to get to that. I can pull it back up. I was thinking no, I was thinking about the garden. No, it wasn't from this show. Oh. It was something Alan and I talked about. I was trying to figure, trying to, I figured I'd just remember what it was. But right. it had something to do. It was talking about liability. Oh, like, you know, talking about judgment day. When you stand at judgment, you're just by yourself. There's nobody there. The only way you have somebody there is if you're in the blood of Christ, if you're in the covenant. That's it. That's the only way you, you have any kind of, uh, if you want to call a representation, other than that, you just stand on your own. There's no lawyers. There's no none of that. Mono e mono, the image of God. You're going to stand right there, naked, just like he's brought in. There is this this idea that there's some kind of government. I'm not saying there's not a need for some type of government. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the way this current governments of the world are set up, they're pretty. I just don't see how they could possibly be of God. I just, don't, I just don't see how that's possible. JJ here, pardon the interruption. If this is the first time you're hearing our podcast and like what we're talking about, I'm inviting you to visit our website, morethanjabberjabber.xyz. There you'll be able to find all of the platforms we are on and past episodes of More Than Jabber Jabber. We also have other content such as videos and articles to aid folks in learning. We're working constantly to add more content. Check back often to see what's new. Now back to the rest of the call. Anyway, Alan. <laughs> Me? Can I talk this time? Yeah, man, I would have given you the floor the first time, dog. No, I was just waiting for you to say what you had to say because I knew if you're like me, you'd forget what you were thinking, so... I want to point out some observances that I've made over the years that I think might play into what Sean's saying. I've witnessed several very close friends go through the muddled court system, and I've watched several friends stand on their beliefs, and I've watched several friends fail on their beliefs. And I got to thinking, you know, I'm sure many of us have kids, and we understand if we have more than one kid that each kid learns differently, each child. I believe our Creator knows that, and I believe our Creator knows the different cases and tribulations that we have to go through before we realize that all we have to do is stand on the belief that we hold true, and it may take some of us years and years of trial and error and going through the court system and just feeling like we're losing everything before one day we finally get it. You know, there's a fellow that we've mentioned his name before, but he sat right down here in my home that I'm sitting in now. I don't know how many years ago it was, and he was a different man. He was a man on fire. He knew the truth. He was talking about the eight points of the Constitution, and he changed my life, and I got to watch him go through the court system, and in my opinion, he did not stand. And I just recently seen him again still teaching, but he's not teaching the same stuff anymore because he doesn't believe what he used to believe. And I see in his eyes he's a different man. 
he doesn't have a real belief system anymore. Versus, let's say, Shaman, in his case, I witnessed most of his case except his last case. You know, that's when he surrendered. He went through all that trial and tribulation. He almost lost everything he had, his family, everything. Went through years and years of all that stress. Added probably 10 years or took away 10 years of his life. But Sean's hard-headed just like me, and it took a lot to get him to realize that maybe this is where he's supposed to be. If we don't believe that we're where the Creator wants us to be, you better keep looking before you decide to stand on it. But it's just like I was telling my daughter this morning, you know, if there's an emergency pops up or you get put in a bad place, make a damn decision and stand on it. Whether you're right or wrong, when you sit there and you're indifferent and can't make a decision, you're going to lose. If you make a decision, you're a lot closer to getting a victory than not making a decision at all. And I believe that most of us, and I'm not preaching to anybody, I'm there too, I believe that most of us don't understand, I hate to keep using those words, but most of us don't believe that our beliefs can carry us through at the end of the day until we witness it. There's a lot of people that go through life without any type of trials and tribulations, and you know, they just seems like everything they touch turns into roses. <laughs> Maybe they learn differently. Maybe they observe other people's lessons and they learn from those lessons. You know, my my daughter, she goes in the room and she's a, she observes everything. She hears everything. She watches everything, but she doesn't have any misconceptions on what's happening in the room, and she can read the room. Does any of us read the room when we go around? You know, if we go into court, are we reading the room or are we too busy trying to think what we're going to say next? I don't, I don't know the answer to those questions, but I do know what I've witnessed is when people stand on the belief that they true, truly believe is truly their belief and they surrender, whether it's right or wrong, they made a damn decision. It almost always carries them through if they're standing in the right cord, if you will. I don't mean that in any puzzled way. I'm just saying if you're in God's house or your creator's house or your house, you know, if somebody comes to my house, I, I don't like them bossing me around in my home. So, you know, if I go to someone else's home, I don't boss them around in their home. I respect them. There's no controversy. But if you surrender, I've seen it. I've seen, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. I've seen court cases that didn't involve any of my friends. I just sat and watched them. And you see it in someone's face when they just accept what's happening and they stand on their standing and they accept the consequences. If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're right and they run over you, do what you got to do. Try to make it right. And you'll get out one day. And you might have a chance to redo it again. I don't know the answer to that question. But I, I know that there's a lot of people out there that listen to us and they see all these things that we say and they're like, that sounds too easy. To, it, it is that easy. Believe what you believe. Believe if there's no person there that says you've caused harm. There's no controversy. There's, there's nothing. There's not a court case unless you, by your choice, give them, yeah, whether your conviction, you give them consent whether you know it or not my conviction is i do no harm if i do harm i want to correct it show me where and i'll make it right if there is no wrong i don't know what i tell you there's no more there's no other step from me you do as you wish to that person and we all know what that person is as long as the man walks out of the courtroom i do not give a damn the man can go home and spend time with his family and until we've been put on that I was, you know me and sean was talking today we've all been put through different things you know sean was a policeman for several years and I was in the military. I do not like talking about my military experiences, but the creators put me in places that I just, I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have come out of it. I've seen things. I've done things. Until you do it, you don't know. I mean, you know, I posted a video JJ commented on, I'm sure a couple others did, where these paratroopers are jumping out of the airplane. And they were a couple of them just kind of walking out. And there's a couple of them kind of jump like, hey, this is fun. And the last dude just done a backflip out the back. Do you think he cared or he thought he was in danger when he jumped out that airplane? No, he was comfortable with his conviction that he was, his gear would not falter. 
My belief will not falter if I stand in the correct room and my belief is my belief and I've caused no harm. I probably will prevail if I haven't caused harm and I stand on my belief. And my belief is not something that's trying to get over on the system or get over on somebody else. If I caused you harm or cost you one penny iota, I'll make it right. But if you're accusing me of something I didn't do or it's administrative, good luck. Still not getting me on a What's damn airplane. They've already gotten you on an airplane. It's a lot more exciting to jump out. <laughs> JJ says, it won't happen again. That's the only time. Flying is pretty boring when you're not jumping out of one. <laughs> yeah, okay. For you, that may be true. But for me, I turn into a sniveling little girl. White knuckles holding on to the armrest, trying to rip them off. It can't remember how to use the telephone. Right. <laughs> I'm calling you. I can't remember how. Okay. Anyway, See, here's the thing, on. guys. What you just said, some of us act that way in court. We know what to say. We know what to do, but we have the white knuckles because we're not 100% confident in our conviction. Exactly. I'm not pointing fingers. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty, it's a bad situation. I've watched, you know, Sean's a pretty calm fellow, but I've watched Sean lose his shit on the way down the court. I mean, literally, he's like, it's almost like he was possessed or he wasn't the man he was a moment ago. <laughs> But once he calms down and he realizes what the hell's happening, his belief prevailed. It brought him through, but he had to surrender to that belief first. I'll, I'll tell you another part of the problem back then, too, guys. And this is really important. You need to listen to what I'm saying on this one. Including the people on this phone. If that is the entirety of the source of your belief, that is not right. Like if you're uh, if you're looking too much to somebody else to lead you is what I'm saying. Like back then I was I was I allowed somebody else to be at the helm, and that is why I was losing my shit. My wife will tell you once I lock in, I'm locked in. That's it. Once I go that way in my mind, you will not change my mind. And uh, I wasn't that guy. And that had me unsteady, like you cannot imagine, because I didn't know I was dependent on somebody else to tell me what to do. You understand? That's retarded. It's the worst thing you could possibly ever do. And if you're going to put that much control, the only, there's only one person or one entity that has that much authority. And that is not a man or a woman. Yahweh. And that's it. And that was kind of the surrender. I'm not saying I did everything obviously i didn't do perfect but i did well enough that it was honest and they knew i wasn't lying i didn't have anything else to offer i told them that i was like i don't i cannot help you any other way than i am helping you right now there there is no other path for me at this time that is just where it was and that's not i'm not bragging but I am telling you that there was a certain peace in my heart and in my mind when I made that decision to just surrender to my standing and where I was going to be and what I believed. I was very at peace. All It was like somebody took a huge load off of me. And then when I got that letter, it still took about another two months for it to really resonate. I was so used to fighting that it took, it took two months for me to even realize what had happened. That's how intense it was. My wife was about to lose her shit, man. Hey, look, if somebody knocks on her door, she still panics. I'll tell you that right now. That's oh, how traumatic it was. That's rough.
Somebody knocks on the door. She literally, her heart jumps. So she's aware of the danger. That's why she probably tries to hide from it quite a bit. And I admit, I dove into my drums a bit this past year. I was being a little selfish. I immersed myself in music, which I hadn't done since I was a youngin. Had a blast, but it was eating at me the whole time. God worked that out pretty simply. <laughs> I even told him he'd have to. And he did. <laughs> Very quickly, I might add. It's kind of comical with that kind of thing sometimes. Yeah. You know, the whole the whole law standing belief thing, when it comes down to it for me, is it's it's being aware of your inconsistencies and being honest about it, being aware of what you believe, actually having a relationship, contemplating it, meditating on the stuff, talking to him. Like that's just an every day I wake up, I'm acutely aware. Even when I'm doing wrong, it's just a part of who I am. It's who I really am. And that's what they have to see when you go to court. And I'm not, it doesn't mean they, that mean Hitler killed a lot of people, man. That's the other crap pill. But I will say this. I do think it's no different than when we watch people like, uh, I don't know how many of you have seen Band of Brothers, but winners. What a man. That guy was phenomenal. That's, there are very few men that I look up would look up to, and I would look up like if that dude told me to do something, I would do it. That I would trust him almost that much, and I never met the guy. That's just by everybody who knew him, and the and by the tree as it fell, they measured it, and he was a good dude. If I can squeeze in here for a second, I, I saw something today. Says had something on the TV, and it, it kind of caught my attention. It had to do with the uh, Salem witch trials and the uh, court cases that they actually held over that. There was this one guy toward the end of it, he was an older gentleman that felt that the whole court was twisted and no one got a fair trial. So he refused to say anything under that common law. It was, uh, what he was doing was called standing mute, but he was so strong in his conviction that, uh, the punishment for standing mute under that court was a form of torture called pressing that because they, they believed that you could press the truth out of someone and, and force them to speak. This man was so steadfast in his conviction that he went through that torture. It took, I think they said, four days for him to, to pass away. So the, the act of pressing was is they, they basically tied him to stakes to the ground and placed boards over his chest and began stacking stones on top of him. and he never said a word until just before he died and they said that he muttered more weight and then he passed away now that's conviction in my view i mean that's standing firm in what you believe and i'm i'm working on getting a video put together from that because that, i think that has a strong message i think that's the biggest issue with people in court is that their fears their imagination run away with them on what might happen instead of standing firm on their ground with what they know they placate to the court and they either get in more trouble because they they start mixing jurisdictions or they just go it'll be easier if i plea and i take the deal that they give me if more people would stand their ground and and stop placating to the 
to the court and stop taking plea deals. And as has been said, if, if you've done wrong, correct the wrong. If there's nobody there done wrong to, then there's no need for that. And just stand your ground. I mean, like Alan said, as long as the man walks away out of court, it can do whatever to the person. And that that's why we constantly say if, if you have all these legal persons tied to the system, you might have to give them up if you as the man or woman want to walk away from the court without any strings attached. You have to determine whether you're going to take that road or not, because only the one can decide that for themselves. Hey, hey, hey. somebody else on here has got to have something on their mind. Y'all can't go on this show every week and then not have something to say. I try to get people to talk up every week, and usually the only one that chimes in is Zara, and Zara's here this week, so. After a two-week break. I mean, I'd like, I mean, look, I'd really, I'm really interested. Same here. What do you guys think about this, this God thing? Like, does it not make sense that you call, whatever you call your belief system, it's a God to you? Yeah. That belief system, something outside of you, regardless of where it came from, and it governs you, right? You, either you obey it or you don't. Anybody. Come on, Sean's opened up the floor. <laughs> Just unmute and start talking. Let me give you an analogy of what he's saying and what I, Mike, I think Mike is a jumper as well on airplanes. If I pack my chute, I got full faith and belief in that I packed it properly. But if somebody hands me a chute, it's like kind of what Sean was saying earlier. I'm putting my faith in someone else. I'm not 100% faithful that that shoot is going to open. <laughs> that's, that's a good analogy, man. That's a, when you got somebody else steering your boat, man, you don't know if they're going to miss that iceberg or not. It's, <laughs> you pack your stuff. You pack your suitcase. You study your books. You have your belief, and you stand on it. If you stand on someone else's ID, belief or pack in their shoot, that's, that's your fault if you mess up. And you will. If you put your faith in someone else besides your belief and your hand putting it together, it might fail you. Quit looking for someone else to give you something that's going to save yourself. You already have all the knowledge and all the tools in your own heart. All you got to do is make that first jump. You know, I'm sure Mike can relate. That first jump's pretty damn scary. That second one's kind of okay. Third one, yeah. But after you do about 10, 12, 15, 30 of them, it's like, it's like putting your shoes on. You believe in your belief. <laughs> but you also carry a spare chute with you just in case the one you did pack you was smoking and joking or thinking about making cheeseburgers or something else while you was packing you better pay attention when you need to pay attention which really that just comes down to faith it does so uh alan which mike you talking about mike c six jumps yeah mike c in mike there was d. saying he loved it yeah good thing but i've done, I've done so mike many things d. that i never got to do but if i might need Mike D, you said you got 56 jumps? 56. Haven't done it in 10 years, but yeah, I had a real close call. A couple malfunctions. And, uh, what did you learn? What did you learn from those malfunctions? Everything I've done has put my life in danger. I've had close calls in, but I've come out a better man because my mistakes was what made me learn more. And if you have a couple of close calls and it's your fault, I bet you don't do it next time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does. Uh, I had to get up there again, though, because I had to get the rig, you know, fixed. So it was torn and everything like that, but I had to sell it. I had to sell it. I had to get out of it, but yet still jump a couple more times to make sure I wasn't selling somebody garbage. Yeah, you got to stand. Appreciate the message, Shaman. 
You boys are making me nervous just talking about jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> well, you don't want to have a six-pack with me, buddy. It's adrenaline. JJ, I don't know why. I'm sure you do things that make me very nervous. I, I don't like dropping trees, I can tell you that. It makes me very nervous. You don't like driving a tree? <laughs> no, dropping them. Cut, cutting them down. <laughs> That's because this shit falls in your head and kills you, man. You're right. You know what? I'm sitting here listening. I'm like, I wouldn't jump out of no plane. But yet, North Carolina, I was doing 80 miles an hour on a Dyna Wide Glide, sitting on the back part of the seat, leaning on the sissy bar with my head and steering with my feet with an automatic throttle on. Oh my God. I was going to say, I've been in the same vehicle with Sean driving. Yeah, jumping out of a plane, I don't think would be that big of a deal for you, Sean. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I might have to push him the first time. He'd have to throw me. <laughs> but then after that, I'm like, we're going back, man. He's like, woo, let's do it again. I don't know. I just, uh, like, I'm not going to say his name. Well, I've told everybody, but there was a guy at my daughter's high school. They did a, they had some jumpers come in. And uh, I saw mic. the video, man. I was, oh, I moved. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna have that vicious cycle Cheers, going. Man talk. Just shut up. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. we can now. All right, listen. So anyway, this guy watched the video, man. He's coming hard and fast, and I saw it from two different angles. And it looked like it looked like his arms were up, like he was trying to do something. But that it was just, dude. It was almost like he was falling. I mean, he was going that fast. He had to be doing eighty, maybe seventy, somewhere in that range. And then you on the other video, I see him. He, somehow it cuts hard, and uh, he came in. Somebody said somebody was trying to avoid a crane, but he was coming in really fast. I know they can slow those down really quickly, man, but he was not that far. He might have been 150 feet from the ground, and he was wailing, but he's died. That was my singer and that female singer that you met, JJ, her husband's. Yeah. That was the club he jumps with, and that was his buddy. Oh, wow. Guy was only 50. Yeah, and then that and my buddy just suffered a broken leg and something with his arm. Josh, her husband, like just the beginning of this year, he was down for a bit. I don't know. I watched a documentary with Tony Hawk today, and he's beating himself to death. And it's like, well, I mean, you know, it sucks that he's dead. Like he died doing what he loved. I mean, I'm sure there for the, about the last 10 seconds, it wasn't all that. But, you know. I guess being Dan, I don't know. I'm just trying to talk myself into going jumping. If you guys are wondering what I'm doing, <laughs> I think just it's like uh, do it the safe way. Just go jump on the bed. What I'd really like to do is fly one of those little uh, power or light glides or power glides, whatever they call. Them. Anyway, did anybody else have anything else to say? I want to hear somebody else, man. Besides the usual. Come on, Mindy, Danielle, Grace, Zara, Ricky. Oh uh, yeah, Gianni. You're going to have to hurry up, man, because House of Dragons is coming on as the season finale. All right. Well, I don't know what all that is, but sure. You got a DVR. You can record it. <laughs> you letting the cat out of the bag. Uh, uh, anybody have anything? Seriously, guys, come on. We're good, then. Yep. They know it's all good. I get next week off. Oh, man. It seems like everybody right, Sean. is. Sean, one quick question. I got one quick one. Go ahead. Um, if you're a new guy and never has has never poked the bear, I've never been to a court setting, much to speak of. 
So other than, you know, jury duty or something like that, it, would it be a good idea for me to sit, sit in there and just, just hear the language? I'll tell you this, it will help you tremendously. A lot of the, a lot of the fear comes from the unknowing, right? right. Yep. It's like once you watch it, you'll pick up on things. It's it is it does have patterns. Once you learn those patterns, when you go in there, you you'll know better how to navigate. You understand? It's like going into port. You know, they have those uh, what do they call them? The port captains or whatever that come out on a boat and they steer the ship in because they've done it so many times. They know every where every stump is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like we used to talk. I don't know how long you've been listening, but we used to talk about the way bank tellers, they learned the real thing so well. Sure. They're doing that with 20s now, by the way. They have some They have some readers. That, you know, like the, the, the check card readers? Yeah. Not the check card. You know how they take the checks and they run through that little swipey thingy? Yeah. At the yeah. bank? They got those in regular stores now. They're getting them in regular stores so they can, I guess, so many counterfeit bills are coming into play. But see, think about it. Isn't that brilliant? If you're trying to get everybody to move the digital currency, you're going to get everybody so pissed off. It always happens. Every dollar that they spend is scanned by one of those things. It's just one more thing to annoy them. You know what I mean? To where it all leads to, will you just give me, put it on my phone. I carry my phone anyway. Here, I'll just scan it. People will be begging for it. Well, they already are. I've been hearing for 10 years. Oh, they're going to do away with the pennies. Pennies are just a nuisance. Costs more to make a penny than the penny's worth. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. You know the only coin that's actually worth value in the United States, right? <laughs> nickel. That's right. A nickel. Yeah. I mean, as far as a circulative coin, I'm not talking about, you know, silver dollars and stuff like that. I thought you were referring to the... At one point, it was worth like seven cents. I thought you were referring to the, the uh, $1 trillion Obama coin. It's worth like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people that were saving nickels for that very reason. Because like a nickel, you get a nickel and it's it's worth like, what was the highest it ever got, J.D.? Like seven and a half cents or something? I think it was something like that. There was a guy that was stacking pallets of them. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it ain't dumb. It's 50% market, I think. I read, uh, I read some... Uh, I remember reading some article. I don't, I don't remember it now, but it was talking about how much money you average at like a minute or something. So like every time you bend over and pick up a penny, it's actually worth it to do it. Thank you. Every time you find change, you should go, ah, <laughs> yet another argument solved by shaman between <laughs> sis and brother. We'll go out and, you know, people leave change on the ground. So I go pick it up, you know, and he's over there complaining that I'm taking time to pick up the, the, the coins. And I'm like... <laughs> It's stupid to leave free money on the ground. Oh, yeah. I, I found I, I Mercury try to do Dimes. It now, believe it or not. I found Mercury Dimes in the coin machines where, where people change it to, to get the receipts so they can get dollar bills for it. I found Mercury Dimes on the floor. It's like, no. It, if it's there and I see it, I'm picking it up. This is Christine with More Than Jibber Jabber. Please excuse the interruption. I just want to say if you have any questions, you can email jj at more than jibberjabber.xyz. You can find us on Facebook and leave a comment, hashtag show question with your question, and we will answer it on the podcast or as soon as possible. You can also join us at Natural Law Wisdom on Telegram as well. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, uh, Tora raised her hand.
Oh, sorry, I don't have the Jitsi screen up. You want to take Zara's question? Well, it didn't say there was a it's question. It's not a question. Okay. Yeah, see, there's just something said. I bro. raised my hand, though. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, thank you for all of that today and last week as well. A few days ago, I listened to last week's podcast episode, which I had missed the live recording. So thank you for doing that, JJ. But um, regarding conviction, I want to tell you that it really does work to stand on your conviction. And, you know, I had a, a case recently that ended with them kind of shoehorning shoehorning me into their form. And I wrote to the court clerk later on and said, hey, send me a copy of that order. Because the thing I look like, the thing I have just looks like a form and not an order. So they sent it over and, you know, it's got something that looks like my name and it's got a charge and it's got a, a, a note. And at the end it says um, sanctioned. <laughs> so at the end of the day, they got what they wanted, but... I never stepped into their form. It's kind of a, it, it may have looked like I did, but I don't believe I did. Anyhow, I also wanted to mention that um, regarding sticking with your convictions, dealing with the IRS, I have not had any business with the IRS for years, but just this week, they sent something and it said, um, I just looked through the envelope and it said, you may be eligible for child tax credit, relief, um, relief credits. And I was like, so that's interesting. They're sending essentially marketing material. <laughs> that's what that right. is. They and want you so, to take on the form. Right. Well, today I put it in the mail. Return to sender, non-assumpted person unknown. Those are the three things i wrote on the envelope and dropped it in the mail. you know you know what they were doing don't you mm -hmm. what trap you take the benefit and then what they got all the exactly. liability attached to it yeah exactly right years of of totally yeah i know it, just curiously back, did it have did it have the clear plastic uh thing on the name and the address yeah it was a window envelope yeah yeah, yeah. offer yeah. a contract yeah Yep. And it said penalty for private use three hundred dollars. And I was like, they're telling you right there on the envelope, this is their this is their public jurisdiction. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. They they tell the truth, they're just not honest. Mm -hmm. yep. They don't they really yep. don't hide it. You know, I've got a friend that's doing all this stuff with the credit cards, everything oh. teach. And then he comes forward to me the other day and he tells me that he's filed for or sorry, food stamps because he qualifies for it. Cannot have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> hey, I just remembered what it was. Think about it. Everything you say will what be against you in court, right? Right. Who who did I say was your best witness in court? Your enemy. Your enemy. So what happens when you become your worst enemy? You are your worst witness. You're testifying against yourself. That's the conviction you have. That's what happens heart. every time too, by the way. That's the law. It is. I was trying to remember how I put that together in my mind, and that's it. That's what it is.
Like you, the conviction of your heart is the law you're going to be judged by. That is what I'm trying to say. You like I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to preach at you all. I'm just telling you what I know. <laughs> That's it. You're going to live by the law that is on your heart. Yeah. That's exactly what the Bible says you're going to do. Cats don't bark. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a really good analogy. I don't know, but that turtle sure take on a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not funny, man? Oh, man. I laugh my ass off when I watch that. I love that stuff, man. I love animal videos. It's such a break. I'll tell you, I can post one of those videos. I'll have 50 people to 100. I post one that. So I posted a video, a bunch of kids beat to death. Shows them their eyes busted all in hell. Yeah. I like it's it. open pedophile, like the whole video. Did you see it? Yeah. It. Yeah. Turn my stomach. Three people gave a shit. Three people gave a shit. That is why we're screwed. Because people can watch that and not give a shit. Dude, that's a different level of, that's not boss hog, put your brother in jail for drinking because he didn't like him. That's like five, six-year-old kids with their eyes beat in. Their teeth ripped out so they can't bite. And when you have open pictures like that of, of powerful people, and nobody cares. There is no justice system. You understand that? It it, it may be the fact that. It's so what not, are you putting your faith in? It well, just to go back to the the video being viewed, it it may not be shared with everybody because I never that video never came up in my feed. Some of your other videos do, but well, that one that well, one didn't. Maybe, but I know this. That's a problem too. Like if I was. Facebook dude, I'd be like, I am a billionaire. Look, that dude's got video. Call that man. Get him on a plane. Get him here. Hey, dude, where's these people at? I got money. We don't we don't need them. We'll just handle it ourselves. But no, they bury it. Can you imagine the judgment coming to this earth? That's because they're wrapped up in it too. <laughs> uh, I just what I'm saying is that tells you the law we're following. Absolutely. I'm not throwing, and I'm not throwing any stone. And I can tell you I'm a little more apprehensive about, hey, Alan, tell me if this isn't true. We talked about this. It's easy to get a man to go into battle the first time. It is not very easy to get him to go into battle the second time. Unless he's got mental issues. I have been to battle many times mental during issues. these past 12 years. Understand that. Like, I have put my ass on the line for people I didn't even know. Alan can attest to that. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to uh, to do it. But anyway, I digress. That was a big word for you, wasn't it, JJ? No, it wasn't. Hey, can I do something before I go? Yeah. Oh, don't act, don't act brave now. You just did. I sent him this awesome video of uh, a music video and from the Grassy Knoll, which is a video series that I shared with him, which was from the informer that I knew. And JJ goes, yeah, this is that song from the Grassy Knoll. We use it. Silly. Yeah, I know. I, I was just reminding about. you I knew what it was. I was trying to find out what your intent was for sending it to me yet again. I thought you should put it. I thought it's my way of saying I like the song. I think it ought to be our opening song. I've mentioned that. And I know what our closing song should be. Cult of Personality. Well, our our closing song this week is a cover of born to be wild by a um 
bluegrass band because JD's. Oh, we should do Dooley living in a holler next week. Dooley, remember that song? Hey, let me read this. Homage in feudal law, the submission, loyalty, and service which a tenant promised to his lord or superior when first admitted to the land which was held of him in fee and reverence. Almost like a pledge, isn't it? It's uh, obedience, respect, reverence directed to the supreme being, reverential worship, devout affection as a verb transitive is to pay respect by external action and give reverence to to profess fealty. And that's what we do with our actions, actions, acts, actions, and inactions. That's what we do every day. We choose sometimes good, sometimes not. Most hopefully most actions. of the time. Most, yeah, well, I mean, that's just worse. That's just something I personally wrestle with. It's like we all sit back and know all this. And what are we doing? I don't know. I don't know that just talking about it. I wish people would get it quicker. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Anyway, thank you. Since nobody else really had anything and I'm rambling, I'm tired and I got to watch this and then go to bed. Hey, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. And, and uh, I appreciate all you guys. Thanks, Sean. I, really, I mean, I mean that. I really do. It's cool that you guys take time out of your night to just come hang out with all of us. That's really probably something even I overlook a lot. I just kind of take it for granted. I don't, I don't think about it. It means something. Time is not something you can get back. So... Go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying. It's bugging out yeah, on I know. me again. There we go. All right, guys. Uh, like I said, it, here's his uh, JJ from more than Jibber Jabber. Uh, this is all from all of us just doing our best to try to change the hearts and minds of those seeking truth. We'll see you guys next Sunday. family that believes in freedom the resistance united family join now at t.me forward slash resistance united family worldwide you've been listening to more than jibber jabber we work extremely hard to bring you content that spreads the message of truth if you feel the podcast has been a blessing to you in some way and you wish to contribute towards our efforts, donations are gratefully received. You can donate via PayPal to Reverend Wolf at protonmail.com. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.